sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides. And that is Sean Sides. How you doing, big guy? I gotta tell you, man, I am coming off a week. Yeah? A week. You like know, a great you week get... or not a great week? Not, like, not a great week. I mean, I got a lot of bad news this week. It, oh, wasn't, I, it wasn't ideal. So, like, I'll start with, like, the lowest thing that, like, because, like, if I tell you in the order they happen to, they're not in, like, it's just, like, I, whatever. You you understand what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. So, uh, like, today, championship game of Provincials. You know, kids play their hearts out, but we lost 13 nothing. And as, like, a coach, you do your thing. I'm just, like, like, there's nothing you can do. You can coach. You can correct. You can do what you can to inspire and it just was not there today right and it was it 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 was a thing to see like i haven't been on this side i haven't felt like this in like a good little while where like i have been out of sports and high competition sports for like a while now and then to have that feeling back and just to have it of like the perspective like it's like i can't play like i can't do yeah. anything for the kids for sure but you can you have a lot of, a lot invested in the outcomes of like not yeah. just for yourself as like an interesting challenge of being a coach but also for all the kids who have like yeah. their own dreams and like hopes everyone wants to win right yeah. no one's like i don't care if i win or not like everyone wants to win yeah. that's tricky and in that style of a situation where like you can't get on the board it's fucking tough you know, our defense played their hearts out. You know, the kids... Tight game, though. 13. 13. Yeah, it's two like... touchdowns. Essentially two nothing. Yeah. Um, That's not like a, a ass-whooping or anything, right? No, exactly. But, you know, the you, you can also point out the kids that didn't give you all that they had, and yet they're the ones crying at the end of the game. Like, like That's like a weird human thing, though. Like, you don't know how to win yet. You don't know how to be a champion yeah. yet. You don't, you know. But they left things off of the field. Like, it's one thing to leave it all on the field and yeah. to lose. It's another to know that you could have done better. And yeah, was, 100%. And I don't want to crucify. I don't want to say shit about the kids or anything like that. But of course not. This is... Uh, this is one of those times where they, some of them could have done better. Just the mental game wasn't there today. And yeah. It was, it was hard to see. That's all it was. It was just hard to see. That is tough for the kids for yeah. sure. So, it's, it's interesting with like sports because even like UFC fighters say it's 90% mental, 10% everything else. Yeah. What do they say about hockey? It's like, Ninety percent mental and ten percent being mental. Yeah, pretty much same shit. Yeah. Um, so. No, that's too bad though. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's at least you had fun playing. You know, mm-hmm. good season. It was a great season. I can't wait to go back and coach again. Like, uh, I, this is a thing. I think it is something you do again, eh? It is something I'm definitely going to go back and do, and uh, until they tell me to stop, I think this is something I will continue doing uh, yeah. for the rest of my tenure in Halifax. Nice. Um, That's awesome. 
the other thing, so uh, these things come in threes. So, like, I told you about the football because if it comes at the end of the story, that's kind of, like, the least sad of the things. Right. Uh, I would like to pour one out um, to a friend, uh, George. I wasn't I wasn't close to this man, but I, I was friendly with him. He's one of these guys that... I don't know if he is a good guy, but I always enjoyed my time whenever I was with him. I was introduced yeah. to him by Morgan. He's very close with Morgan. And uh, Wednesday or Thursday this week, Morgan told me that he passed away. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. And uh, he had a heart attack about two weeks ago. C- crazy older fellow? O- or? Older, older guy. He's the guy that Morgan used to work with, but he would go out for beers and sometimes I would join them. He'd have a poker night, but in... But to make the game go faster, he would remove cards from the poker deck, like from the card deck, which I don't know if you understand, but that kind of creates different odds and makes hands kind of worthless in other hands. Yeah, 100%. Like, and he didn't understand this concept. Like, he says, no, 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 it makes the game go faster. Like, no, you're changing the fucking game. Like, you, what? what yeah. And it was, it was stupid to me, but whatever. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I gave this man a lot of shit and a lot of grief every single time I met him, but it was all in good fun. And of uh, he passed away. He he was found dead in his apartment by himself, and I don't think there's a more sad way to go than dying alone. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, shout out to him and then any loved ones that he has. Uh, yeah. I didn't know him well, but I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed it when he was around. He, he was good for Makes a laugh. A very interesting fella. Hopefully he rests in peace, as they say. Yeah. So wherever he is, I hope he's, I hope he's at peace. And and then finally, uh, now this one's probably going to hit you more to home than anything else. Is uh, we found out that our uh, dog Stella, our beagle, has a limited amount of time left. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then, so that was another tough pill to swallow. So, we, like, it's been like a rough week of just... Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so the listeners at home right now, you saw before, I'm drinking wine. Like, I'm just yeah. I'm just doing what I can to shake off this week. Like, Yeah, no, that's... Between, like... It sucks having weeks like that, for yeah. sure. And sometimes things do seem to come in threes like that, where you just hear unfortunate news how old is uh the pup 12 oh shit got a good age to it what's the timeline like do you know anything we like? don't know uh i'm flying in the next weekend michelle's flying in as well and my that's mom's nice. getting medicine for her that's supposed to like you know like her appetite's just gone she's not wanting to go on walks she's there's know, a time and a place yeah. you know Dogs give us so much joy, you know, like yeah, we, and they, we love dogs here. It's the two sides of the story. And anytime a dog's out there, you know, when it's time, when it's your dog too, yeah. you know, there's, there's a, comes a time when it's not good. And like, I hate, I, it's so hard losing dogs. It fucking sucks, yeah. but it's worth it yeah. because the relationship that you have and all the joy that they give you through the years, it's like, you're, they're your best friend, you know? Yeah. And you know, she's such a loving dog and like, yeah, I'm sorry, she, buddy. That's really shitty. She fucking would outsmart all of us. I'm not sure if I talked about this on the podcast, but this is the dog that taught herself 
how to open the fridge door. No, you never did mention that. Up until we uh, got this new fridge with the freezer on the bottom, she had taught herself how to open the fridge door. And then, like, I'm not sure if you ever got, like, the filet mignon steaks out of Costco, but these are these big fucking hawking steaks that you can get. Yeah. And this fucking dog just <laughs> taught herself to open it. And we come home, and there's the wrappers all on the floor. She ate all fucking four. Jesus. And then just, like, you can, like, as she, like, laid on, like, a glass table on outside on the patio, you can, like, see the grease, like, seeping out of her, like, fur. <laughs> just, like, wait, like, is Stella bleeding? No, that's just the red grease from the steaks. <laughs> She I love uh, how dogs are such gluttons like that. Yeah. Where they'll just eat themselves. Like Pluto did that not long ago with his dentist sticks. We had just got open like a new bag and there's 40 or something in it. Yeah. I think we rescued six from him. And you're like, man, like you're going to hurt later. And when you see them later and they just look like, I don't feel good. You're just like, uh, you're an idiot. Like you... Um, it's tough. Dogs are silly like that, but so many yeah. good memories. Well, dogs don't have that thing of like, I'm full. I should stop eating now. No, they're like, I better eat as much as I can this time because I don't know when I'll get my next meal. Even though like you feed them, we feed our dogs twice a day, so they goddamn well know they're getting more meals. But exactly. something built in. They don't know when the next meal is going to come. Even though I also hear they have zero concept of time. Yeah. Well, that's not true, though, because, like, a dog knows when its owner is going to come home from work 10, 15 minutes before their owner comes home from work. Like, I see it with when I'm home and Crystal's not and, like, a day off or whatever. They'll wait. So all of a sudden, maybe 4.45, they're like, okay, she's going to be home right away here. And if it goes a little bit later, then every single time a car drives down the alley, they're like, it's got to be her. She should be here by like, I remember it with yeah. my childhood dog. He always knew when my dad was going to come home. They just So I, I wonder if they have some sense of time telling. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of, like, in a weird headspace this week of just, like... Just want to shake it off. And I thought I just, like, you know, part of that would be talking about it on the podcast, getting it all out Yeah, there. for sure. And yeah. it's good to vent these things and air it out, right? Yeah, man. Like, you know, the the football, like, this is why I started with the football game because, like, that's just, like, that's a thing I could get over. But, like, after yeah. the rest of the week, like, like, leaving that football game was just like, fuck. Yeah, bit of an ass whooping. Yeah. When are things going to pick up, for Christ's sakes? Yeah, just really? All right. I would have been fucking sweet if. Something cool would have happened, but all right. All right, life, let's carry on our wayward sons. So after our sad opening minutes of the podcast, what's going on with you? <laughs> well, um, I can't top like a sad week or a shitty week like you had necessarily. I had an interesting week. Like I hadn't worked until this past Monday. So when you have COVID and you're off for work, for a week and like so essentially 10 days of my life i lost i was sore after the first couple days of work like oh my god like the pain of it all like you just don't move a muscle like you exercise nothing for a week so like the week started out rough i was like getting my ass kicked aren't you in management now though i still work full-time i know you work full-time but i mean like aren't you in management yeah no like physically 
Okay. And like a minor management. I'll, I'll tell you about it all someday, but yeah, it still involves a lot of work, but okay. it, like going back in, we're so shorthanded right now and stuff. So anyways, but yeah, so rough week, Wednesday night, it was around eight o'clock. I was sitting on the couch and Crystal got a message from her dad and he was like, Hey, uh, our neighbor at the Lake Perry, um, wants you to contact him. So I'm like, okay, we'll give him a call, see what the hell's going on. I phone him up and he's like, Hey, so our neighbor uh, passed away and we're kind of helping to clear her house out. Would you and Crystal have any interest in coming over and picking through some of the stuff here? She's lived in the house since 1959. And so we were like, oh, uh, yeah, sure, we could do that. Of course, excited for the opportunity to like, you know, look for antiques and pick through stuff. We get there and it's like uh, a hoarding house to a, to a degree like, this woman was a crafter and she d- worked a lot with fabrics and stuff like that. She must've had 80 boxes of fabric and like just all random stuff throughout the house. So we ended up like filling up the SUV twice with random, completely random stuff, like a hand ice auger two vintage teddy bears from Germany from the sixties, which might actually end up being worth something we have a lot of research to do in the like coming months of just so much like we couldn't say no it's like this stuff is all going to a landfill like stationary stuff like envelopes i think i have over a thousand envelopes now pens i don't have to buy pens for the next 25 years uh christmas gift bags christmas wrapping paper like the list goes on of like random things like that i got about a hundred pennies i would say to add to my penny jar which was like a big fucking score for sean well, you're still all, all about that penny floor you want to get, eh? Someday, yeah. Someday. I'm working on it. I don't know where, when, why, how. I just know that someday it will happen. Whether it be a floor or a wall, I don't know yet. But either way, I, I just... And in the meantime, is it bad to have a fucking cool-ass jar of pennies? It's an art jar, I always call it, when Crystal's like, what are you going to do with that jug of pennies? Like, it's fucking art, right? Like, Give or take, how much money do you think is in it? Um, I don't know. I would guess that it's about 25 pounds. 25 pounds of pennies. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way to search this up and see how much that might be worth. Oh, probably. Guarantee you that actually there's probably like a pennies per pound amount. Not, it's not like a shitload of money. Maybe I would guess 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, maybe. Um, closer to a hundred bucks, I would guess. Yeah. So I I don't see. Damn it. No, I don't see anything like. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't see anything. Hmm. Oh, it's like roughly like forty-five dollars. Yeah, it's probably more than that. Then, but anyways, why do you ask? I was just curious of like how like just <clears throat> how many pennies would that be? Like it's just like a like like when you have an onslaught of it, like you have no idea. Like when I'm out a big big crowd, like at a let's say a hockey game or something, like uh, at the Bell Center, I was like that could be twenty five thousand people or it could be a hundred and fifty million people. I have no idea. Like, yeah, you know, fair enough. Like so, like I know what you mean. Yeah. So if you have a gigantic in my head, it's like one of those like water cooler jugs. 
Yeah, it's not that big. It's like a an old. So the fun story about this. You know how I love, obviously, antiques and stuff like that. Jean had an old bleach jug in her garage from like the fifties, mm. and it was like just completely roached and like dirty as fuck on the inside. So I spent like a week, maybe two weeks, actually soaking it rinsing it out soaking it rinsing it out soaking it rinsing it out with like cleaning it as best i could and now it's like pristinely clear and it's like that brown you know like the old brown uh beer bottles yeah the like kind of lighter see-through ones it's like that material but like a really thick like maybe a foot and a half tall probably it probably holds like a full gallon of milk maybe a gallon and a half of milk so i like how you but it, like I to like me that jug is hard a gallon and a half of milk when it could actually hold a gallon and a half of literally anything that's liquid, no? Yeah. I just was using it for a example of size. Because everyone knows how big a gallon of milk is, I presume. Alright. That's fair. Yeah, that was my my ideal behind it. That's like a basis. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. I just like, uh, yeah. uh, in my immediate head, is like, it could specifically hold a gallon of milk. I was just like, what a weird choice. And now I'm seeing that yeah. you're talking about a gallon container of milk, which we've all seen. Yeah, like measurement Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm my, a fucking idiot idea. that misunderstood what you were trying to say there. If you say a gallon of gasoline, people are like, what? That doesn't make any fucking sense. What's a gallon of gasoline look like? But a gallon of milk, everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I know how, I know, I know the size of that. Yeah. But another thing, like, so I found a 1959 activity book about space, and every fucking thing in the book is wrong. Yeah. It was like the six planets of Jupiter. And I'm like, oh, there's actually a lot more planets around Jupiter than six, you sons of bitches. Well, that's the thing about science, like people, right? Well, people were just so stupid in the 50s. It's like, man, like, wake up, you idiots. How do you not know this? Like, they're just, they were just so dumb, but... People have gotten smarter. You know what? Something was said rather recently. I was watching uh, Stargate. And so they meet uh, a, a culture that would have that was far advanced from what where Earth is. And they need to be relocated. But they refuse to uh, stay on Earth because Earth is so primitive. And yeah. any other culture that would be deemed primitive, they do not want to go... Because they are so advanced, their technology could ruin whatever they have. The classic Star Trek kind of thing. Yeah. But what I liked about what they said was, is is it possible? Because they found that all the Earth things that they meet through the Stargate, or humanoids that they meet through the Stargate, all originated from Earth. Yeah. So what I liked was the fact that Daniel Jackson says, well, if it wasn't for all, like, the people that naysay science, we would be colonizing space right now. Yeah, I like that. It, is that the, I think they, I don't know if I get that from Stargate, but the idea that some places didn't go through the Dark Ages, you know what I mean? Where we were, like, burning books and stuff, that might be the episode where that comes from in my head. Yeah. But it's like, think about that. If we didn't deny science for a thousand years, the Dark Ages... Where would we be? Yeah. You know, how, if another but even society... then, like, look at it now, too. Like, that's pretty prevalent now. Look at... Oh, yeah. Pe- like, people deny science all the time. For sure. And it's across the globe, like, people that are... Entire countries of people whose thoughts are, like, prevented from... 
being in, based in reality. They're just based in fantasy, right? Which is unfortunate because if all those people use that power, those thoughts towards science as a collective race, it would be insane where we would be. But in, unfortunately, that's not the way the world mm. works. And I, I like that nice little jab at those like, oh yeah, I'm not a scientist and I'm the first one to tell you. But if anyone can put, like, some facts and figures in front of me and they know more about the thing, like, that, like, I will probably side with what you have to say because I know so little. And I don't want to be that guy to... No, it's nice to know people who know more than you about specific subjects and stuff. I just don't like the... I I never liked the idea of just saying, it's just that way because that's the way that God wanted it to be. But then we dig deeper and we find like, Oh no, like that happens because of this, because of that reaction or be, and we can like put a name to everything within the understanding of human science is like, we know this far, the rest is God's work. Well, now we know this far, the rest is God's work. Now we know this far. And like scientists used to joke about that. It's not even the religious folk. Yes. They're part of it. Yes. Like a lot of the, like a lot of, Things they didn't understand, they would say it's the devil and all that stuff. But, like, let's move on to today. There is just a lot of ignorant people out there. And I got to say, I have some friends that are part of them. God bless them. But, like, to turn away from science because you think the government is out to get you instead. Yeah. Is COVID was a big uh, exposer of those folks. And it was very hard to listen to them. I go... So let me go, like, like, my big argument was, like, you know more than the doctors and scientists? Well, you know, it's a big conspiracy. It's this, this, and the next thing. And, I, and then that becomes very difficult. And I don't want this to be a COVID, I don't want this to be a political no, podcast. It's, it's just not. in general, it's there's just, a lot of people just who deny you, facts. Yeah, it, and it's just if you dumb things down to, like, the smartest people in the room that are doing the fucking research, and you're just reading shit you see on fucking Facebook... Yeah. Like one of the things that just told me, like, just like I was listening to Joe Rogan and on that podcast, they just said, and I was just like, listen, like Joe Rogan, even himself says he's an idiot. And yes, I agree that he has some scientists that are on there probably have some contradictory things to say, but also like how much of their sciences are like they're doing. Like, like I, one thing about to be a scientist is that you need funding and you need to be able to have a global uh, like you have to have many test results. You have to have like yeah. to prove your theory. You have to like it's a lot For of like sure. it's like a lot like being a better athlete. You that is to. what I like though about science is like everybody has a right to bring to the forefront their their thoughts and then try to prove them right. Yeah, you know what I mean. That is so like either direction, either side has points. Usually, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean either side's completely right. It just means that that's their idea behind and, it. Like, and I like the Rogan usually presents things. And like you said, he always says, I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know. But then people who listen to it and like, same with the people who hate him. They're like, that idiot says this. Like just, he is like just a forum to understand, like to see both sides of the argument. He does have his opinions because yeah. we're human, but also like, but it's not like malice. And I also listen to Rogan. Like I'm, I do I'm, an, avid, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an avid fan, but like, I also less... know that I'm not going to get my fucking, Science tips from Joe Rogan. No, I will listen to what he has to say on subjects, though, because it's well, an, I will an interesting... listen to the scientists he have on. Like, but also, yeah, like, you have like, to listen like to I do everything they say about like how they got to their conclusion. That's the thing about science. You have to hear the how did you yeah. come up with this theory? How did you come For to sure. realize this? And if like 
if I if it's a one thing that happened one time in the science community, that's no bueno. Yeah, you exactly. need multiple tests and multiple results to prove the theory, and that's the same the thing. thing. And yeah, controls and <coughs> yeah, no, anyway. it's interesting. Anyway, I just thought it was like a neat neat thing to say uh, that I heard when I was watching Stargate was just, could you imagine how far we'd be if we didn't have the naysayers of science? Yeah, no kidding. It would be a pretty wonderful world. So you're, you've been getting pretty deep. You text me saying that you, uh, you're you enjoying Stargate I'm, now, like you're into it, which... I'm very much into it. I do find the guy that plays Daniel Jackson is too handsome for his own good. What's your favorite character right now? Um, Tilk. Yeah. What do you mean by your favorite? Like, he's too handsome for his own good. Well, like, the thing that James Spader brought was the weak and the allergy having and the, like, that, like, he brought, like, a nerd to the stage, right? Right. Where Daniel Jackson, when I first started watching Stargate, came off as very nerdy, to be honest. He gets... Like, just the era of 90s, that he has that look of, like, someone who was a nerd, you know? Like, he I just wears like glasses, man. Terrible. He has huh? wicked flow, which is fine, but on Dave, James Spader, it was a mess. On him, yeah. he has well-coiffed, very good hair, mm-hmm. glasses, and then a chiseled jawline. And I yeah, guarantee you... if you take the glasses away, he's pretty hot. Yeah, yeah you take those glasses away... It's like seeing Superman. It's like... He's like the Clark Kent. Though, yeah, yeah. Right? But so. he doesn't play like a Clark Kent, I don't find. I find that he... After a while, like, it drops, I guess, in a way. But, like, he's always like, the again, like, I'm still on season Jack. one, and this is my opinion. Like, you, yeah. you take off the fucking uniform, you're going to see a fucking jacked human being. Whereas if you took off the uniform of James Spader, you would see a man. A guy that studied science. A guy that was, like... You, James Spader is in no way a fucking hottie with a body. Where is <laughs> for sure. like I'm telling you I right now, like the guy that the, the the guy that's playing Daniel Jackson in the show is a fucking hunk. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He is a piece and, of and, and he's doing a good ways. job. I don't want to take acting away from handsome men. That's not what I no. Mean. But like I'm just saying, <laughs> the, yeah, the, he's the lateral fellow. move they meant they did it was not a lateral move. And then like. No. They like I like how I like how they went with an older actor to play um was it uh, O'Reilly? Samantha Carter. No, not or... Samantha, no, the guy that plays uh, Kurt Russell's role. What's Jack it? O'Neill. Jack O'Neill, thank you. Sorry, I went O'Reilly. I, was, I knew it was an O. I couldn't remember what. Yeah. Okay. So we, we they go older cuz it's like what? 5 years have gone by since the movie. Yeah. And like he's retired and he's had like a bit of a rough go like I think like the casting wise, they did a good job. Yeah, fair enough. It's a it's early season, so you're still adapting to the show. You have to like, I don't know. Well, I don't it's, a, it's great. This isn't me complaining. No, no, it's just an adapt an adaptation for sure. Yeah, I just like you when you only have like a Hollywood movie to compare it to, right? Yeah, it's the same. It's I, a weird, I bet you like, people uh, did the exact same thing when they compared the Buffy movie to the Buffy show, but the Buffy show was so 100%. much fucking better than the Buffy movie. Yeah, it's completely different in so many ways. And same with, like, Stargate, too. I do like, overall, the way that they did um, the transition, though. Like, when they they go from the show to the movie, the first episode of Stargate is, like, pretty decent, like, storytelling and 
the casting, I, I like the casting. It, like I said at first, I hated it. But it was actually Doreen who got me into it because I'd get up in the morning and get ready for school and she'd have Stargate on or Space Channel and yeah. I'd get into it miss my bus because I was like, oh crap, like, it just was good, you know? And then I ended up getting obsessed with it, bought all the DVDs, had to watch it from, like, beginning to end. Yeah. And then I was like, shit, I need to tell others about this. Got Josh to watch it, got Kieran to watch it and watched it through with them as well and, like... Yeah, it's it's a fucking solid show. I'm so excited for you because it is great science fiction, and you're still like just at the beginning. Like, I there's gonna be episodes better. where you're like, "What's that?" I see it only getting better. Oh yeah, and there's just certain episodes and certain seasons where you'll just be like, "Damn, that's good." And it's like fairly long seasons, like 22 episodes, some maybe 24, but it's just good. Which is great because like that's the thing that I kind of miss about today's Star Trek, which we don't have. Like, I know we're talking yeah. Stargate, but like. <laughs> TNG was 22, 25 episodes a season. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Voyager and... Uh, There's DS9. throwaway episodes of Stargate like every science well, fiction you'll you find. You have to. Yeah. I think they did even did a puppet episode at one point that's fucking Fuck. garbage. Yes, they did. But Good. I can't wait. I don't know. I, don't, don't I might be fucking with you. I might be telling you the truth. Okay. Well, I, if it doesn't happen, I'm fucking coming at you with everything I got. <laughs> Or you can just be like, oh, no, let's Stargate Atlantis, man. Sorry, you just got to watch that now. Yeah, right. pretty much. But, like... You, you're going to watch Atlantis, I'll tell you that right now, because it's fucking awesome. So, but I, I, I tell you, like, for what it is, the lower budget of it, because you can tell it's a lower budget, but fuck, is it fun. And, like, that that's oh, what it's... it is. Like, that's what I love about science fiction is... You can get a lot hopped up into the storylines of just a fun story. And that's what it is. It's just a fun story. One thing I don't like, so we're well into season one. And I think I've had one episode where they're just like, that's the bad guy. We're going to face off against them and we're gonna, and they're going to lose. But like, there's no hunting Daniel Jackson's wife. She gets mentioned a whole bunch. But like, there's no... Like, we're trying to find her. They're not yeah. finding her. They're not. They wrap up some of these storylines as you go, which is good. They're pretty good for continuity as well. Like, great for continuity, I guess I should say. There's just so much to it. Like, I don't know. I think the directions, the storyboards maybe change directions a few times throughout the series. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you'll see things where you're like, man, they should have went back to that. Or, like, a certain great episode or, like, an idea or concept. or mm -hmm. Have you reached, like, I I have to brush myself up a little bit on Stargate in the next little while just so that I'm, like, I need to go back, watch a few of my favorite episodes and just get back to, like, what happens when. The Knox is like a great mention. episode. Yeah, the Knox. Uh, wasn't Cork a Knox? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, or, uh... which also adds him to the uh, third great franchise. Yeah. Buffy, Very Star small, Trek. like. Yeah, and now yeah, there's they encounter some interesting like worlds, and like there's some really good. Oh, I don't know. There's like just so much to come. Like there's different planets and different species, and then like I don't know. You're you're on a great ride, and I'm so excited for you to watch it. Like I, it's been years since I've been into it. 
I've kind of more been along the lines of uh, Star Trek just because it's on Netflix. Like, if there was no such thing as streaming sites, I would still be watching Stargate probably all the time because I have it all on DVD. Mm -hmm. But it's just so much easier to stream shit now than it is to physically... It makes me physically ill to have to get up to put a disc into a thing and then switch the disc and press the remote, like, 18 times. Like, who the fuck has the energy for all that nowadays, right? Yeah. Fuck, I don't blame you. But it's fucking great. And I'm excited, man. It's good. Good shit. I hope everyone out there gets a fucking chance at it. I, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't hype this up. I mean, so, like, what? It started in 1997, 1998, right? Is, it that, is that when it was? I think so. That's... So it was, like, three years after the movie in that case. Yeah, so, like, I, so being a child of the 90s, like, there's so much you miss because you're not mature enough for it. Yeah. So I can tell you this right now. Episode 1, I 97, not old enough to see that. Definitely you were not. I was old enough to see that when it came out, which is good. Yeah, there's boobies in it, and I was not allowed to see yeah. that when I was seven years old. No, you would never have been allowed to watch that shit. But then, like, you know, watching it now as an adult, like, like I can, like, revert my mind. Like, I can, like, I can accept 90s uh, effects for what they are because it's the 90s. 100%. Like, 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 this is how it used to be, baby. Let's get into it. Yeah, but, for sure. You have to do that with genres. You have to, like, you need to be able to, like, reset and remind yourself. We've talked about this before with, like, watching the original Star Trek. You can't just dive in and expect the same level of quality shit that you get today. Yeah. You have to be a little bit willing to just well, blend to Look some... at the Borg from the show to the Borg in First Contact, right? It, yeah, exactly. Like, night and day difference. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so... I'm excited we have an upcoming episode to do with another uh, podcaster, and I'm excited to talk about First Contact with yeah. someone that has just watched it. Especially for their first time, right? Not a yeah. Star Trek fan. And it's just such a weird, like, I'll just say this, fucking Data sucks in that movie compared to the Data. Like, we love it because we know Data, we know his history, but if you're just watching that movie just to, like, Ooh. just as it's... It's a very interesting perspective you just took. Yeah, like, no, seriously, when you think about it like that and you just have watched it for someone's eyes for the first time, you're, you're like, that guy's, like, weird. He's very emotional and he's always talking about his emotions. You don't know that he had seven seasons without emotion. So it's like, it, it's a, and, like, it just came on in Generations and there's, like, a little bit of, it's a, and then he's like, he's gonna, he's gonna fuck the Borg? And you're like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, who is this guy? He just fucking, like, they're like, yeah, let's give him some skin. Yeah, let's give this fucking robot some skin. Like, it's the weirdest shit. The weirdest shit. Yeah. When you think about it as, like, a single study of Star Trek. A, a only entry point. I'll talk about this when we get into the episode. That, honestly, buddy, that is a perspective. I don't want our fans that to listen to me. That is a perspective that I never even thought of. Yeah. Right? It, it didn't occur to me either. But then when the talk of, like, getting someone to just watch this... It's like, man, he's going to be like, that guy's fucked up. Dude, he just, like, betrays his fucking ship yeah, for a little you, boon. And... You're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Because, like, what I like about this, this particular movie, as an entry point for what could be a new Star Trek fan is, it begs so many questions of, like, like the hatred that Picard has for the Borg. And you want to know why. Yeah. Like, you know, that like, they say that he was captured, but, like, 
you don't know what they got Lacutus to fucking do. And there's like, you get a little extra in first contact, but like seeing Picard as Lacutus of Borg is a fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's scary as fuck, too, but I don't know. It's just, there's so many things <laughs> from the entry point of that movie that are just weird and, like, offsetting a little bit, too. I just, we'll talk about it all when we get into it. Yeah, when it we get David Buddy, on. But... Uh, sorry, um, that's, that's not his Devin. name. Devin. Yeah. Devin Stone. I know, I don't know him, but I know his name. Yeah, I've right. met him countless times, and I'm a big fan of the guy, and I got his fucking name wrong. I listened to his podcast. It was pretty good. Yeah, the one that I was on, or... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You sounded like shit. Oh yeah, that was when I was sick. Yeah, when you yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we had like I knew that because you just got back from Greece and all that shit. But you were like, <coughs> ah, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. And it was brutal. And I did. Like, but you did I, it. I guested like on a bunch of podcasts with the worst sounding fucking voice ever. <laughs> and now I'm back. It's okay. From outer space. And you just got you here, you found it here. I went to a nerd sale today. Okay, hold it was on. Like, uh, you, gotta, you gotta work on your phrasing. Because that, that implies that nerds were for sale. And I don't know if we're selling the candy. Or you went to a slavery auction where you can only buy nerdy people. Yeah, it was like a slaver's auction. <laughs> um, honestly, most of them looked like they couldn't put out much work. So I just left them there. It's but just it was I, pretty I can fucked clear up, up your condition. data, sir. I could, oh, let yeah. Just, let me just update your. I need RAM. a tech guy, but I already have Tom, so I was like, eh. yeah. And we all know what. A but tech no, guy we went, I and do. it was like, not, it was not what I expected, because it was all like homemade shit. It wasn't like fancy. Like I was thinking, it'd be like vintage collectibles and like action figures, because we went to one at the aviation museum a couple years ago, and it was all like. Um, just cool shit to buy. So we expect going into this one, like it was a nerd market or nerd sale, they called it. And I was like, okay, let's go check this out. It was a donation to the food bank to get in. So right off the hop, I was like, I love that. I love donating to the food bank. So I put money in and said, I haven't gotten to donate to the food bank in a while. I haven't seen anyone around asking for donations for the food bank. So I was like, sweet. Okay. Awesome. It sucks to be hungry. Love donating to that cause. But then we get in there and it's like all homemade shit. Like, and it's like doilies and um, towels and fucking uh, just weird shit that I don't personally find interesting. So we walked around there and checked it out and got the fuck out of there. But it was one of the many errands that I ran today. So explain to me what do you mean by like doilies? Or is it like doilies that say may the force be with you or something like that yeah or like a doily this in the shape of the death star or like uh i'm just trying to think like it was little necklaces it was kind of neat it's just like you i'm at a point sometimes with my knickknacks especially with just having picked through a house full of knickknacks like my knickknack fucking level is completely full right now i was i couldn't do it like not in the mood for any patty wax things will catch your eye what's that on the nude for any patty wax because i said knickknack patty wax that's why yeah you just like those together you can't have knickknack without patty wax not at all there's a mar can you give a dog a bone the 
there's a mall nearby called the Micmac Mall, and I call it the Micmac Paddywhack Give a Dog a Bone Mall. Nice. So I like it. It was completely worth interrupting my story and my sentence for. I, I appreciated it in many ways. We all have our <laughs> mental illnesses, buddy. Indeed. Um, but yeah, it was like, it's fun to go to these sales and it's fun to support local, but sometimes you just can't find anything. And today was one of those days. Okay. I almost bought some patches because I was like, those are some nice patches. And I asked the woman, I'm like, is, are they like iron on? And she's like, yes, but I highly recommend sewing them on as well. And so I was like, okay, well, that is outside of my current, what I feel skill level. I don't feel like sewing. Ironing on is already a lot of work. Sewing on is like, I, I don't have the fucking time or patience for that shit. So I passed on them. What about, so like, what was the coolest thing that, aside from patches, was there anything like you probably would have, like a one-off thing that you probably could have walked away with, you think? Uh like if there was like an R two D two trash bin, there was okay. There's two things that they're correlating to each other. One was a cribbage board. I've seen this guy go around. He makes custom wooden cribbage boards, and he had a really nice Star Trek one. But logic in my brain is like that's eighty five dollars, which is way too fucking much to spend on a cribbage board. And B, I didn't say A, so that was A. And then B. I already have like 15 fucking cribbage boards because I see them somewhere for 25 cents or like at a garage sale. I'm like, I can't, I can't leave that behind for 25 cents. I've reached my limit on that type of shit. So I just don't buy it anymore. But it, like that is one thing where I could have been like, yeah, okay, I could do that. And there's like another one I remember they had horns, you know, like the drinking horns where it's like mm, yeah. leather and it's an actual horn. I got one of those off a free site recently, so I don't need to buy that. And I wouldn't necessarily buy it, but it's there. Like, Yeah, but you know what you're paying for when you pay the $85, right? Hypothetically speaking. Like, I guarantee you the craftsmanship of that bridge board. Excuse me. <coughs> yeah, it was. it's worth the money of what it takes to make that. Like, the time just, effort, I don't and then the time it. it took for him to get that good. But like, yeah. So, can for you sure. describe for our listeners what the Star Trek cribbage board kind of looked like? Was it in the shape of a starship? Was it just yeah, shape of the original Enterprise? So it had the nacelles. You start on one side of the nacelle, you go up the nacelle all the way around the circle of the ship, and then back down the other nacelle to the finish line. So that's pretty dope. And for like a person, now like I don't play cribbage. I only I played like yeah. A, Do you know how I? I have played, and I know that I knew the rules okay. when I played. However, I love it's one of those games. things that I need to be retaught real quick before we start playing again. And that, That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm a crib master. I can crib faster. That's cute. Just saying, and I'll fuck old people up at crib. I'll fuck anybody up at crib. Anybody out there wants to fuck with some crib, let's fuck with some crib. I'll fuck this shit up. All right. I'm good at crib. I crib down. I take my crib seriously. You ever go to a tournament? No. I I just... It's... Because those tournaments can be fucking cold-blooded. I know a guy that yeah, participates. Yeah, I just don't like making people And if you don't sad. see your points, oh, the yeah, other guy can them. claim them. 100%. I'm a nice cribbage player. I'm very, like... I'm skillful and I'm great at math. I love math. So it's like... I have my hand counted before I lay my first card. 
You know what I mean? I, and you just know, like, you look at a hand now. I'm at the level of playing crib. I look at a hand. I'm like nine points, 11 points, 12 points. I can immediately tell the person how many points it is because I've played so many times. I have every point total memorized from almost every single hand. It's ridiculous. I'm just being honest with you. I know how to play cribbage very well. One thing I will say, though, Jean has been playing cribbage for a lot. She's 82. She's been playing cribbage since she was a little girl. She has these sick-ass rhymes for things that I need to learn because I don't have a lot of cribbage rhymes where it's like, I can't, I don't know of any, but like two for his knobs makes you look like some slobs or just, that's not one of them, but it's shit like like that. Taunting rhymes? Yeah, it's like a little insult. You need, Sean. You need a Star Trek cribbage board to play with fucking Gene, and then you just let her know that resistance is futile. Yeah. I have so many cribbage boards, though, and I like your joke. That was fucking awesome. Like gold, fucking Tom Gold right there. My, his name might as well be time Tom Gold after that fucking comment. But I gotta be honest, I, but I also didn't need it'll, it. it'll also give you like home field advantage. You're playing on the fucking Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> okay, now second cool thing that I was almost tempted to buy: actual customized cribbage pegs. Customized how? Customized like you can get Lego heads on them. They have. Uh, they had basset hound ones. It's like the little peg that you walk yeah. around the board, but they have like cool shit on top of them. So I'm like, that's pretty neat. But then I, I'm like, it's $18 for a set of cribbage pegs. I play cribbage maybe like eight to 10 times a year recently. Yes, but don't I'm you not going to carry you them your own pegs. You play more. I, I and fucking then, have to. And then let's say you get walk into like a, Highly competitive game of cribbage. And a tournament, go, yeah. Oh, Sean, have you ever played cribbage before? Like, I've dabbled. And then, like, would yeah. you care to play? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I forgot I have these on me. And you have your own custom fucking pegs. Yeah. You know, How dope would that yeah, be, right? You go up. I've seen this big, woman. Big swinging. <laughs> this woman who sells them, I've seen her around at, like, flea markets and farmer's markets. And every single time I see her... I get so hyped. I'm like, oh, I have to have some. I have to have some. And then I start looking through them, and then I'm like, Sean, how, how Like, how many times in your life? Maybe when I get older, as I get older, and there's, like, cribbage tournaments around. But if I do it, I want to have, like, a leather jacket. I wear, like, a trench coat, like you say, to set that up. And I'll, like, open my jacket so they can see inside my jacket. And I'll have fucking, like, personal slits where I pull each of them out of my leather jacket one by one and place them in the board. So I'll be like, oh, I've dabbled a few times at playing Kermoge, and then I'll open my leather jacket and fucking slide one out and stick it in the board. Like, I, I would love that moment for myself that you started to paint that I now am helping to build onto, but I'm just not but, there yet. But I also feel like you would play, you would be more inclined to play cribbage if you had your own custom pegs. It makes sense. It's like a pool cue. Once you buy your own custom pool cue, you feel obligated to like play more. Mm-hmm. Or if you buy a guitar for for yourself, you feel obligated to like learn it. Yes, and I agree. But I just I'm not ready for that just yet. She'll be around. I've seen her around. I know I can dabble in it again if I need to one day. All right. Well, that's fair. I would like to see. What do you think? What, what custom? If you could pick any custom pegs, what would you go with? Like you, let's say you could order Star Trek anything. ones, but. 
There would I know it'd probably be Star Trek ones. You get a landing kind. party set of pegs. No, I would think more so like the uh, the insignia. Oh, okay, I, I, I the like the idea of, of like gold the... and silver. And I've also looked this up before. I wouldn't. I would probably definitely have to have them made by a uh, someone who works with silver and gold because it'd be nice to have a real silver set. I'm too. Uh, Gold set would be too expensive because it'd be like 10 grams of gold per, which is a lot of fucking money, a couple thousand dollars. I could get silver ones for about $30 worth of silver. I'd want them to be silver with a next generation fucking insignia at the top of either of them. I I think it would be dope if you got like, because it's different colors, like every team's a different color. So instead of doing like, the green, you get the yellow, and then you just have three different levels of... You get them all in a different jersey. I see what you're saying. But what you could do is, like, copper for the red, silver, and gold. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's really not that important to me, because it's even hard to... It's getting harder and harder to find people to play cards with. You talk to kids these days, and they've never played cribbage. They don't know what the fuck that is. You need to move to the East Coast, buddy. Everyone plays cribbage here. Really? Yeah, it is, like, a thing in the lunchroom. Huh. That's cool. Like, everybody plays. Really? That's cool. I would like it there, then. Yeah. I like playing cribbage. It's a fun fucking game. You know, it's funny that the most points you can get in the hand in cribbage is 29 points. I learned how to play cribbage when I was four years old. I've been playing for 34 years, and I've never seen a 29 hand. A 29-point hand. It's that rare. I didn't know any of this stuff, but also... Yeah, I'm talking like thousands and thousands of games I've played. And maybe hundreds, thousands seems like a lot. And you won't get your own Star Trek fucking board. And then matching silver fucking pieces to go with it. Silver, gold, and bronze. I don't know. We'll see. It's like the meme when people say... If I ever win the lottery, I'm not going to tell anyone, but there will be signs. Yeah. If all of a sudden I show up with this fucking cribbage board with all these fancy pegs, I probably came into some fucking money. But until then, I'm just going to keep on playing cribbage on my vintage wooden boards. Fair enough. I got some cool shit. Can I ask you a, a really personal question? Sure. It's not like personal to you, but it's personal to your family and a little bit like strange of a question. Okay. Did your mom ever date after your dad passed away? Not yet. How long has it been now? Like eight years, Mm -hmm. nine years? Eight years. Eight years. Do you think she ever will? No. Mostly because she's shy as fuck. Yeah? My mom doing anything outgoing, she needs... she needs someone to push her to do that. How would you feel about it if she did? I would be. I would feel amazing about it. Yeah, doesn't bother yeah, you. I mean, she would have to deal with me quoting stepbrothers a lot. But, of course, but like, other than that, I'd, I'd actually encourage it. Like Michelle and I already. Yeah, just told curious. Her, I, Michelle and I already. I told didn't her know, her. and I was like, I wonder because I haven't like I've met Shelly, and obviously she's been independent every time I've met her, yeah. so I didn't know if like if that was a thing or not. No, she never dated, but also she's not the type. It's like she's not going to go pursue that. And then if it was something she would, it's something that Michelle would help her with, and I would encourage. But like. 
And it's especially now, like everything that was like went down with Stella and all that stuff. No yeah. one was there. Yeah, I'm in the East Coast. Michelle's in the West Coast. No one was there. Like, no one yeah, was there tricky. to give my mom a hug when she needed it, and that broke my heart. Yeah, for sure. And so I don't like the idea of her being alone. I know she loved my father. I know, of course. And then, like, I don't think that my dad would want her to be alone either. Like, I full on encourage her. Like, I've told her already. Like, I took her aside once. Like, if you actually wanted to try dating, do that. Like, yeah. No, and I sometimes would, people need to be told that for sure. Yeah, like Michelle and I would be definitely cool. I did tell her like I would quote Step Brothers a lot because it's funny, but I wouldn't mean it. Of course. Like there'd be a point where I would just be like, I'm not calling him dad. Not even if there's a yeah, fire. No, <laughs> That's a great fucking movie. We've talked about this on several occasions. <laughs> yeah. But like no. Yeah, no, I was just curious. Well, I, I, I thought about that the other day and I was like, like yeah, your I dad, you I know like like for your dad it's still fresh. But I hope But in ways, yeah, but he's still young enough, so it's like I would hope that know, he would want to still there. have a life. Like I can say this like my grandma June and grandpa Ken, you know, uh June obviously yeah, of the yeah. four brothers and um she passed away and within 6 months um our grandpa passed away too cuz grandpa Ken cuz he couldn't he couldn't function he couldn't live life mm-hmm. he had no idea how to like cook for himself or like the daily ins and outs of running the kitchen or running their lives cuz mm-hmm. that was her that was that era she did all that stuff so it's like hard when you lose your significant other who does all those things you know and a lot of times it's the age old story within 3 months within 6 months they pass away mm-hmm. because they just can't it continue on it's like i'm I was talking to Ethan about it today, Josh's son, and like he's in school to be a nurse. And he, he's had it. There was a name for it. And he's like people's organs literally start shutting down because they can't like function because of that. And yeah, it's yeah. Like, I wouldn't want that for my dad. You know what I mean? But it's still a tricky no. thing and, for us. Like, your father, him, time your father's a, a very handsome man, and I have said this yeah. before on the podcast, and then I'll say it again. He's one of the kindest, warmest people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. The man's a damn catch. So if For you sure. were to ever go back into the dating world to meet another widower or divorcee or whatever he met, the lucky person that gets to scoop up your father. And it would be yeah. amazing because no one should be alone. Like, like my no. mom had the dogs. It's not the same. And, like, I no. feel for her. Like, so, like... Whenever like holidays or birthdays come around or uh, or Mother's Day or something like that, I like to buy her events where she has no fucking choice but to be social. Yeah, for sure. So like, well, you don't want someone to lose that too, right? Like, yeah. when the more time you spend alone, it's hard. Like I used to joke and like say. I didn't mind spending time alone or living alone because I'm awesome and I'm fun to be around. Mm-hmm. And I always put on cool shows and I always know when to smoke one and I always know when to have a drink. I was like, I'm fun to be around. But that gets old. You know, you get lonely being a human. Yeah. Humans need a certain level of interaction. And when you're used to a certain level of interaction, you lose that level. It can be fucking tough. You know, so it's one of those like, it's a weird thing. Like some people are ready. Some people aren't ready yeah. time wise. Some people never get over it. Some people get over it quicker than others. Like I know an older man who was married for uh, 35 years and had had uh, kids and grandkids with his wife. She passed away from cancer 
uh, in a very short period and within a month he had another girlfriend because mm-hmm. he just chose life he was like i can't be alone i must move on mm-hmm. you know i must and his his what like some of his his kids were like what the fuck dad like you're dishonoring the the memory of my mother by doing this and he, it wasn't the case wasn't what he intended to do he just didn't want to be alone anymore and i get that the loneliness that comes before right like yeah like there's this time where this person's in the hospital there's this time where this person's sick you don't have you don't have that same relationship you are taking your caregiver you are not you're right and everyone has needs everyone has this thing of just like and it's not even to like uh, it's not even like a sexual thing it's like you need everyone needs to be taken care of companionship and when the dynamic fucking changes it's hard like oh fuck i can't imagine like i remember like early on you know it's like is this what fucking love is is this what love is you fucking fall in love you find your person you fucking lose them and then then what and that that's life but it's like every love story has a beginning and an end which is fucked yeah you know what i mean but it's like how do you write that how do you tell that and it's important like i know this has been more of a like depressing podcast than what we normally talk about in ways and it's like love your loved ones and shit you know it's like yeah you don't know how much time you have you don't know how life's going to change life the only constant in life is change so it's interesting to see where life takes us sometimes and the turns and it's like fuck it's tricky sometimes you know yeah but even you, you look at look at it this way like you said every love story has an end but every great story has an end too like every yep. thing has to end for sure and that's why you got to enjoy the ride exactly. i guess and like, exactly life is it, for living life is yeah. not for you can't look backwards you can't do that shit you got to look forward no. you got to live and you got to find the fun stuff you got to say yes to stuff you got to exactly you know, when things we fall both in your have lap, like you talked gotta about that i can do it like there's it's like the movie yes man okay jim carrey's character at the beginning was just Happy, happy renting movies and neglecting his friends and not doing fuck all. Then all yeah. of a sudden, he's told that he has to say yes. He has to make this sacred coven to say yes to any given opportunity or else bad shit's going to happen to him. And then... Part of like that movie changed my life forever in a way because I, I sometimes, when in my younger years, would let anxiety run over me in certain instances... Like I don't, I might not go to that party because I might run into someone there I don't like, and then I, and I wouldn't go. I would just stay home and have a quiet life. And that movie like kind of jarred me a little bit in the, in the way of being like, it's short, buddy. Like say yes, and like I went for many years, which led to my life now saying yes to things, and it it changed me. It, a change, little bit it, it changes, man. Like like my mindset has been that forever. My biggest thing is like, if someone calls me to do a thing, nine times out of ten. And nine and a half times out of ten, I'm saying yes because I don't know what yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen, but like I know what happens when I stay home. Fucking nothing happens. Yeah, exactly. So like you're an adventurer in that way, and I respect that about you a lot for sure. And like I, I'm the same way at times. You know, like there's a certain level a level of comfortability, and like you enjoy your quiet evenings sometimes. 
But there's also the times where I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get wild, let's do shit, let's yeah, like, have fun, make memories, like, live life. Like, you gotta, you gotta live life. You gotta go out there. You gotta put like, it's what I was saying to the kids. You gotta leave it all on the field, man. Like I will go yeah. out. I will talk to strangers. I will, you know, talk to fucking anybody just to like make someone laugh or all that stuff. Like I would just like uh, when I was dating Bailey, we went to this bachelorette party that. I also kind of planned for our friend Lael. And we, she had like a to-do list. But Lael was such a fucking introvert. Getting her to do any of them was like really hard. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it all for you, Lael. I got you. All right, you, sir. Let's talk. I need your underpants. I understand that this is a weird concept, but we're doing it for this lovely lady right here. It's her bachelorette. What's it going to take to get your underwear today? And it was just That's like... like <laughs> And like I just like there was those moments of just like you know what I don't give a fuck what is the worst that's gonna happen? I love those moments in life when you have your back <clears throat> excuse me when you have your back against the wall and you're just like let's do it you know and they're like the best moments and the best memories sometimes too of like living life right yeah it's funny how that works it's it's fucking amazing man and like some of the best memories are just fuck it like every great story starts with saying yes to somebody 100 percent. because it's crazy the way life works too like we always talk about the things that how how we've gotten to where we are in our lives yeah. and like the little choices and decisions at the times and like the people that we've become like as you get older you start getting over 35 you get to a, an age where you're just you start looking back you're past your prime a little bit you still got some fight some fire in the belly of course but you can start to observe the span of your life as, as you've seen you make it through three decades, you know, and you look at, start looking at the grand scheme of like where you were, what decisions you made that led you to where you are now, what kind of person you are, what kind of like, I like to self-reflect in that way and just see like the milestones. We forget how many milestones we passed. Like, well, we were talking about know, this the other day, in, man. We in a, but just like a different, uh, from a different perspective. We were talking about bucket list events. Yeah. Think about that. Like, really, think about that. Like, the cool shit you've done that you really wanted to do, and then you made happen. You manifested For it sure. some, somehow. Like, it's... Even, like, the perfect nights and, like, the perfect days. And, yeah. Thanks, baby. Um, all of those perfect moments, right, where it's, like, you just have... It's things you couldn't imagine, things you couldn't write. The the movie moments where you're like, Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but did you text Crystal to get you more coffee and or water, and then she brought it to you? I text, hey baby, do you think you could possibly bring me a coffee? And she did, and it's a wonderfully made, wonderfully tasting coffee in a cool that... glow in the dark star cup because my cool Star Trek coffee cup ran out. And she's the sweetest lady in the world. Yes. That is unbelievably cute. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. I, Thank you. I saw you shifting over here for a second, and then I just... Yeah. But then a, then an arm appeared, and a new cup of coffee appeared. I was like, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, she's amazing. What can I say? Look at I'm that. I'm a lucky fucking man when it comes to that. My sweetie pie brings me a coffee sometimes. That's fucking nice, man. Yeah. I would do the same for her. It's nice to spoil each other. How you doing on your bottle of wine there? I've seen that cup look a little empty a few times now. I finished the bottle. Howdy boy. Are you alone tonight? Yeah. 
Nice. I like like like. Uh, here's the thing. I knew we were going to do this today, so it's not like I'm drinking alone. That's true. Um, yeah, hundred percent. But this week was rough. Like I, I just yeah. had at the tail end, and like Hillary had work in the morning. She started. She wakes up at like four thirty. I don't want it to. I know what I need to shake shit off. I and it's yeah. what it was. Like I knew I was going to have a drink. And I, I knew I had to do this, and I wanted to talk about it. I, I, like, I, if we weren't doing the podcast, I would be FaceTiming every single fucking friend in my phone. Of course. But, like, like it, it was this thing of just, like, one thing after another this week that, like, like it hit home a lot. Like, it, like fuck, yeah. like, it, you took a hit, and then I had to take another hit, and I'm just getting back up, and then another hit. Like, like to our listeners that aren't sports fans or or or, or don't have like that emotional thing, there's a there's a romanticism with sports, and it, oh, yeah. and it even if you're not playing, but if you are involved in any way, a loss is fucking heartbreaking. For sure, and and that's what it was like. We could have been the best in the province today, and we fell short. Yeah, and then on top of it's that, it's funny when you see. Uh, on top of that, we lost. I lost a friend. Like I yeah. wasn't like I wouldn't call up George like willy nilly. I would always see him through Morgan, but he gave me a birthday card once, and I bought him a magnet from a city I visited. Nice. We That's had, a. We had, we had a mutual respect. Yeah. And I will miss him. And uh, he brought me a lot of laughs because he was a fucking cartoon character. There yeah. is like the, He was the cheapest man I ever met in my entire life. He is the kind of man that would buy the most expensive beer at the bar, then ask the group for one bill, and we all split it four ways to make his bill cheaper. <laughs> He was the kind I of love man. Those he, t- he he originated from Spain once. Well, n- not once. He did originate from Spain. Yeah. And once he told me that he and his wife at the time were traveling through Canada, and they had business cards made up saying we're not we're 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 from Europe and we don't know about tipping, which is the dumbest fucking thing in the world to me, because if you knew to have the cards made up, you know about tipping. You're a fucking yeah, exactly. idiot. <laughs> And these are the things that he would say to me and expect not like for me to not say anything. Just be like, yeah, man, that's a smart move. Yeah. No, the man was a fucking <laughs> moron. But yeah, I loved, like, I loved hearing this shit. I loved how he would talk and like, like, and you would hear when him. When you like, hear something that's ludicrous, it, it draws you in sometimes, it, right? It, and there was these moments of just like, I, like, I would turn to Morgan and like, just give him a look, which just shouted like, all right. You know I'm gonna light him up pretty hard right here, right? Like, like you heard what he just said. Like, I can't. Question for you while you're on the subject: Do you know Morgan for long or what? I met Morgan in 2011. I've known I've I've had Morgan as long as I've had Stella, to be honest. Okay. Um, Morgan, when Morgan and I first met, we almost got in a fight. Those are funny friendships. How yeah. that. So often forms the strongest bonds. So Morgan was going through a breakup at the time, and like he showed me a picture of the girl that he 
uh, had just been broken up with, and he was feeling it. And I was just like, Morgan, man, you're a handsome fuck. You don't need her. Like, but somehow what he heard was something different. And he goes like, hey, man, yeah, if you want to go in the parking lot, we can deal with this right now. And I went like, I don't know how we got to this point. <laughs> but I I must protest. No. I hate, I hate those moments where you're just like, say something so minor but you don't realize the situation someone's in next to you. Yeah. And so and I've been in that exact scenario where I was making fun of this guy. We were at like a work event and I said the like lightest thing ever to make fun of this guy. And little did I know that guy couldn't handle his alcohol at, at all. And he turns to me and he's like, I'll, I'll fight you right now. And I was like, uh, why would you want to fight me? He's like, what you just said to me. And I was like, uh, okay, like we can do this if you want, if you really want. If you feel that passionately about this, we can do this. But I don't want to, like, I don't want to do that to you, man. Like, I like you, and, you know, I'm sorry that I said that. You know, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but, like, I don't want to beat the shit out of you right now. No. But I will if you need me to. That was basically how the conversation went. Yeah. And uh, then I put him in a taxi and got him out of there. But it was like, to you, it's nothing. In the, but to them, it's like their whole world at that moment. Yeah. And you're just like, uh... Could you have taken him? Because I thought Morgan's a pretty tall Morgan guy. Morgan is six foot seven. But could you have beat his ass? Is he tall um, string bean? So we've kind of had this proven. So Morgan and I, some we got drunk together. We, we, he uh, periodically he'll cook dinner, and I'll, co- I'll come over and I'll bring over wine. And I brought over like six bottles of wine one time. He and I are on bottle nice. number like three or four, trashed. And he comes out of nowhere. And just pushes me over in, his, in the chair. And is like, what? What are you going to do about it? So I proceed to get up. I go like, all right, man. Are you actually going to do this? Goes, yeah, man. What's it to you? And I take him and I literally threw him across his kitchen. Nice. Like, he, he, this is not a story that he would, he would, he would not deny anything that happened. I threw his fucking gigantic ass across his kitchen. <laughs> that's funny but i love that it's good to know guy. where you stand sometimes with your bros you know we've all had it those was a play fight moments. like i don't know i would never wrestle yeah we wrestled i would never punch morgan first no, and foremost if i had to punch him in the face i would need a step ladder and a exactly he seems tall pretty yeah, much there's a, like i don't have the reach to do it like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that's funny and the dude has the fucking I love those... of andre the giant Sometimes there's friendships where you just you eventually you boil the other person's blood to the point where you're like, I'm gonna give you a, I need to give you a noogie or you like try you know you being men oh. too we're such brutes sometimes we just have those moments I remember, of like let's do stupid shit. I remember once I pissed Martin off so badly that he left, like it was his own house and he left, like <laughs> we were all sitting by the fire and I had never been to England so I just and Martin had lived there. And so I proceed to, like, we're drunk, stoned, like, we're sitting by fires, like, 2.30 in the morning. It was me, Martin, and a guy named Sean. And I go to Martin. Marty, I just, out of curiosity, what's the difference between a pound and a quid? I don't know. Could you explain this to me? 
And he goes, I don't remember. It's been a while since I lived in England, but like, I think a quid is $10 and a pound is one. Yeah. Sean, meanwhile, is on his phone figuring it out. Turns out a quid and a pound are the exact same fucking thing. It's like dollars and bucks. Yeah. yeah. And I just start fucking laughing at him. I go, you could have just said, I don't know, man. Like, you didn't have to fucking lie or guess or whatever yeah. the fuck you just did. And I start fucking lighting him up. And he gets so mad at Sean and I because we do this to him all the time where he goes, like, why are you? <laughs> like, we just started, like, we kind of ganged up on him at the time. He goes, like, you guys are fucking mean. I'm done with this shit. And he just went to bed. And <laughs> like, the next morning, I was like, Hey man, are we cool? He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I got upset. I was like, I'm sorry for like lighting you up so hard. I just like, you could have just said, I don't know. (laughs) It's fine. I have a few sensitive friends like that, that my one, I, one of our good buddies, we, me and Kieran sometimes gang up on him when we're drunk Yeah, and we'll like just tease the shit out of him and he loves us. So he, he won't hurt us, but he wants to hurt someone. (laughs) One occasion in particular, he had this, like, I think I might have told you this story before, I'm not sure, though, but he made, like, a little camping stove out of a tin can, and he was showing it off to us that night. And, like, I didn't give a shit about his can. I was just there to get drunk and have a fun night. So it was on the back step of ours, and I fucking booted it off the step. And he was already mad because me and Karen had been roasting him. And then he saw his oven little stove thing that he built out of a tin can and had been kicked off the porch. <laughs> he went, came inside, grabbed all his shit, and left. And I guess on the way home, apparently some a group of three guys walked by him and made fun of his robot jacket. And so he fought them and beat the shit out of these three guys when really he was mad at me and Kieran. And those poor guys bar- probably barely said anything to him. And he was just like, like incredible hulked them. And I, like, it's just, he would never hurt us, but we just knew. Sometimes you know how to press your friend's buttons better than anyone else. Yeah. Like, we didn't even know he left. We just, all of a sudden, he was gone and his bag was gone, or we would have stopped him and been like, we're sorry. Like, but it's just funny in those moments. Thank goodness he doesn't want to pummel the shit out of us ever. <laughs> but that's my story. That's fucking brutal. I love that. Yeah. Those poor it's funny when you have bros. The shit we push our friends and brothers to sometimes. Me and Josh have fought, you know, hundreds of times being brothers. And me and Kieran have fought many times while drunk. And never out. I've never punched them in the face. But I've definitely choked them both. Yeah. Well, you (laughs) had, like, martial arts background, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even have that. It's helpful because then no one gets hurt. Yeah. The great part about that is no one gets hurt because you know how to finish people. So you just, like, keep them safe by just ending it. Yeah. Well, like when Morgan and I were done with each other, like, like when he dropped me from the chair, like, like that cut me. Like I, I like that shirt I can't wear anymore because there's blood stains on the back of it. Yeah, that's dangerous. And you gotta be like, careful. If you don't know what you're doing, it can be dangerous and for like, sure. Morgan like woke up with fucking bruises all over his back, going like, "Dude, like, you threw me across the fucking kitchen." Like. <laughs> One time me and Karen were like really whiskey drunk and we decided it'd be a good idea to run at each other and body check each other as hard as we could. So we got like three in and then we we're like really went for it. And then the like hundred plus pound weight difference came into effect and he literally flew up in the air and hit the ceiling, went sideways and fucking fell flat on the ground. And he was like fucked up and we were like, okay, 
we shouldn't play slamming into each other anymore when we're drunk. Who knows why the fuck we did that? We were just completely hammered. Thought it was a good idea at the time. There was probably other people there. Table sliding. I remember we did that in our 20s where we would like run and slide across our fucking living room table because it was this like solid ass wooden table until the day we did it and then we didn't have a fucking living room table anymore because it was a little too much. But, you know, what do you do? When you're drunk and in your 20s, you have fucking fun. You smash shit. That is what it is. So this is the difference between when I would have been at a bar. I was always yeah, at a bar. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we were house partiers. Yeah, I was mostly. I like being at a bar. Like, it was just, yeah, I like that experience too. It's fun. Like, it was expensive, but like. Yeah. I mean, we had jobs. Pretty much. Yeah. It goes around. You know, you buy a drink for your buddy, he buys you a drink. It doesn't end up being as pricey. It's fun to go out and do that shit too. I, yeah. I, I've, I've been longing for that lately. It's been a long. It's been years, I think, since I've gotten drunk in a bar. Yeah. Like, really put some roots into that for the night. Fucking and last night. Said, Let's get fucked up. Did you? Yeah, I will. Yeah, you seem pretty actually shittered when we were texting. Like, uh, so it was a date night for Hillary and I. Nice. Um, so I took her to the keg for dinner. And then we went to the Mooseheads game. How was the keg dinner? Fucking, it's the keg. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was good. Like, it was good. It was, it's expensive when it's two people, but, like, you know what? I don't do it. Like, I haven't been to the keg in years. And, like, we haven't had, like, a nice date night, the two of us, in a little while. So, it was just, it was nice. So, like, you know, Sweet. like, I had a Caesar. She had a sangria. And then when dinner came, she had a white wine. I had a red wine. And then, like, I treated myself to, like, the ribeye, like, the bone-in ribeye. Nice. So like that's like sixty dollars. Like the bill came up to like two two hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, it's, it adds up quick there, but it's it can be worth it. It was for the experience, honestly it was. And then nice. we went to the hockey game. The hockey game was already essentially paid for. I treated dinner. She bought me beers at the hockey game, and then we Sweet. went out for uh, drinks at the bar afterwards. And it was at the bar where my mom called me and Michelle to tell to let us know that Stella's dying because because my mom, if anything has perfect timing for bad news. She is yeah, no shit, eh? She's just tremendous. Like, I remember I had just arrived at work when they decided to tell me my dad has cancer. Like, you think I'm going to be able to go to work the rest of the day knowing this information? No. All right. That's tough. Like, but when you need to know, you need to know. And when people tell, like, it's like you said with someone who's, like, she doesn't have people right now. When she needs to translate this information to you, it's just like, yeah. here it is. And I've had gotten those calls before from people, and it fucking sucks when you get those yeah. calls. Just so, like, like I'm half lit at the bar, and then, like, I I take in the information. So I keep it, like, stone-faced for the call. My mom's crying. My sister's crying. Like, I don't yeah. do it. And then it was, like, after the call, I, you know, I sit down, and I'm staring next to Hillary. She's like, how was that? I was like, <sighs> Yeah, the heaviness yeah. comes down. Stella's dying, and it was like that, like saying that sentence out loud for me was like that's where the tears came, and I was like, for sure, teary eyed for like the rest of the evening. The fucking poor waitress must have thought Hillary was breaking up with me the fucking whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that is just like there. Like, I'll watch for the TikTok video. <laughs> just like there, like, <laughs> fucking teary eyed guys sitting across from a girl. Like, what else would you expect? And like, 
And God bless Hillary. Like, she did her fucking best to cheer me up, but she doesn't, like, know what to do. And, like, I, and, and to, and to that point was her doing her best to make me laugh. And she succeeded. Because what, what, what made it so funny to me was the fact that she had no idea what to say at that fucking moment. <laughs> so I'm yeah, I get that. laughing at her, trying her best to be supportive, <laughs> and she doesn't know what to do. That can be very funny. <laughs> so, like, I got good solace in that. Like, it's just like a rough fucking week. <laughs> She's just like... Yeah, but I gave good play-by-play at the fucking hockey game. I was like, "You sure did, baby. You did great." Like you, she was like, "And that was a boo." That would have been if he missed that goal. That would have been a boo. I was like, "Up, oh, TSN analyst Hillary Doucette here, you know, giving a fucking play-by-play." <laughs> she fucking, like the other team scored like a nice goal. She's like, "You know what? Good for him. He deserved it. It was a nice shot." Like, <laughs> like the nicest way of putting things. That's cute. So like, yeah. oh, that sucks, man. <clears throat> yeah. So it was just kind of like that. So I was at a bar last night, the fucking split crow. Nice. Then all the coaches afterwards were just like, "Well, we wanted to get together after the game just to like talk about how the season went, but we're going to get together later on when the wound's not so fresh." And then, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a nice time, like. It, it was good. I just, what I'm saying, all of this to say is like today was just, I needed to shake off all the losses and I don't have anyone close to me here that I can do that with. So I was hoping to do that either on the podcast. And if, even if you were busy, I would have gone FaceTime somebody yeah. just to get like, there are certain things that I can do with like a, a partner. There are certain things I have to do with a buddy. And this is just one For of those sure. things of just to shake it off. I need to do with a buddy. And yeah. It's, it's like nice to bounce things off your counsel. You, you need, you need that. It's just, there are certain things that only a buddy can understand that. Yeah, that, a guy that, to, you that, know. That, or... that, that safety net, that it's not like that man-on-man friendship that you can. Yeah. And, and, like, as much as I appreciate Hillary and all that stuff, she also, she's, like, through nursing, her version of empathy and sympathy is just gone. <laughs> because... She deals with it. She deals with tragedy on a daily basis. She's reality based yeah, and fact she, based. She's, yeah, it, exactly. She is a realist to yeah. its to to its core. And like, I would never change anything about her. It's just in order to shake these things off, you also need to have somebody relate. I don't know if she can relate to like not winning the provincials. I don't like the desensitize. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, and then. And that's just what it was. Like, as much as I wouldn't like to be, you know, in bed with her tonight, I'm not. I, I'm i a bottle of wine deep talking to my cousin, and this conversation's going to go public in a matter of fucking hours. <laughs> Pretty much. But it is what it is. Like, It's a good vent session that everyone needs sometimes, though, right? Yeah, it I is. Mean, and I, I think this podcast for the exact same thing. Sometimes it's just a mental health thing where you're like, I need to go throw some shit off someone, right? Yeah, and then... Honestly, if someone can relate and write into the podcast, fucking 
please do. I hope you do. I hope. Yeah. I hope. Like just or if you lost somebody and it, or or also write in how do you shake shit off? Like what do you do? For sure. Like, what like like if you had the week, I know myself. Yeah, I'm about to ask. Like if the week I had, if it was you, how would you handle this? This is so you're on the right track. You've had a couple of brewskis. For me, I did this this week, that once this week, because I had a fucking shit day. I felt like crap. I had a crappy fucking day. For me, at the time, I put any music will do, but I happened to put Christmas music on, and it was some songs that I knew, and I scream sang that shit the entire way home. I just drove and I sang. I didn't give a shit who saw me that I was a crazy person singing on the freeway. I just got it the fuck out of my system. There's something about like going to karaoke or like just sitting in my basement by myself, flipping from tune to tune, seeing where random will take me, and then just belting out that music. Like I don't. You give know a fuck. What this reminds that, me. Of? You ever see? What's that? Uh, you know, like how you deal with shit reminds me of. You ever see Footloose? Uh, yeah, once upon a time. With Kevin Bacon, like the original Yeah, yeah. I know You know the scene where he's just in a warehouse and he's just hate dancing his feelings out? I do remember that. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like that's what you would do. You just start hate dancing your fucking feelings out of a fucking warehouse. It's more hate singing, I would say, than anything, but yeah. I will say this, though. There's a song called... I've talked about this probably on the pod. There's a song called uh, Dancing in the Moonlight. Fucking love that song. Okay. So listen to me. There's this lyric where it says, it's a supernatural delight. It is impossible to dance and stay uptight. Yeah. And that is so fucking true. Yeah. That it's like a human cheat code. If you feel like you're pissed off, you're uptight. Simple. You're uptight. So we fucking dance it off. We live in a day. Shake it off. Start dancing. It's impossible to fucking stay uptight. When you're fucking dancing like crazy so person. we live in an age of, like, the DJ at a wedding is, like, no longer a thing. Essentially, someone's just, like, put together a Spotify playlist and just play that the whole wedding, please and thank you. Yeah. So what people do now in weddings is if there's a song that you would like to hear that's appropriate for the wedding, please put it down here. That Dancing in the Moonlight, but not the original. There's a band that called Top Loader that does, like, a more... You're so funny. You're such a Kieran. He loves that top loader version, and I like the original yeah. King Harvest. Yeah. I'm like, fuck your top loader. Play King Harvest. But, He's like, no, we'll play both. You, you gotta under, you gotta admit, like the top loader version, especially when it's you're good. in a party mentality. If you're in a party, yeah, mentality, it's good. But it adds that, that the original the King is Harvest a, a one banger is good, too. but it's just more. I find it's a more chill song. So, yeah, I guess. Like it's more of a relaxing. You want to be dancing and partying. <laughs> Karen's going to laugh his ass off when he hears this because I've had this argument with him many yeah, times. And you know what, you and him, same page. Kieran is right. Yeah, same page, I'll say that. Yeah. But I like the original, so fuck you. No, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I like the original too. But if I'm dancing, yeah, I like the That's... top-loaded version because <laughs> I find the version of Dancing in the Moonlight is more like of a chill, like, Dancing in the moon, but their version of it is like everybody's singing in the morning. It's fucking good. Yeah, it's great. Okay, <laughs> so I'm right there with you. Um, speaking of music, so I've kind of gone down a wormhole with a particular genre of music that, up until one rabbit hole of Instagram later, I didn't know existed. The genre of music is called Southern Gothic folk. Okay, that's odd sounding. It is amazing. It's 
folk music, the upright bass, fiddles, and all that, and all songs about the fucking devil. Huh? Send me some. Send I, me I'll a send link. You, I'll send you a couple bands. Like I've deep dived the, this one band called Poor Man's Poison. They have this great song, "Hell's Coming with Me," and then like just uh, just you go down the wormhole through Spotify from there, and then. Um, there, I think it's Deep Dove. Sure. I, if you want to be a grammar Nazi, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just, I, I wanted to say, because you don't say I dived off the diving board. You say I dove off the diving board. Yeah. I was just, I don't know. I, I, it hit my ear and I was like, I think it's dove. Anyways, continue. Sorry. And then there was the Bridge Cities uh, Sinners, which is dope. But they're, the one Send that, it to me. But you got to send it to I me. I will. But, I will. And then one called the Pawns or Kings, but the particular song is Cotton Eye Joe, The Murder Ballad. So it's like a sequel song to Cotton Eye Joe, as if he came into town and fucking murdered people. That's funny. It's like it makes me think of like a Jean Lajoie, where you're like, did I say that right, yeah. Jean Lajoie? No, no, you had it right the first time. Congratulations. Oh, nice. You taught me that. I'm pretty sure. I did. Um, so, anyways, like his Santa song, where he's like talking about how his that's a fu- I don't know if you know the song. I gotta like look it up, but it's fucking funny. He's got some good shit. It's a Christmas song, but it's about him murdering uh, an intruder that he killed in his house. But it turns out to be Santa. Speaking of uh, murdering Fuck Santa, there's this new movie called Violent Night Out. I saw a trailer. I I want to see it. I'm I'm gonna. See <laughs> I watched it in the theater. trailer with Crystal, and she was like, "That looks so fucking stupid." And I was like, that looks so fucking awesome. Almost at the exact same time we belted that out of our mouse. It looks kind of fun. Wasn't there a Mel Gibson one last yes, year? Yes, it is. And it's on Amazon Prime. I recommend you watch it. It's called Fat Man or something like that. Yeah. And it's like Fat a Man. kid right. who didn't get what he wanted for Christmas gets fucking his mafioso fucking family to put a hit yeah. out on Santa Claus. And then it he has to defend really himself. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see that one too. I like where the some of that genre's gone lately. There's a new Santa Claus movie, but it's a series as well, well on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I I'm waiting to get uh, for a few more episodes, and I'm gonna deep dive deep dive it. Nice. Well, I don't know how you're feeling, Tom, but I think I gotta get going here, bud. No worries. Um, we got a nice minute thirty pounded out here for this episode, which is pretty good. I feel. Oh, this is the. Two sides of the story special, an hour and a half of just pure sides nonsense. <laughs> so I just sent you a whole yeah. bunch of like one song from each band that I got into. Nice. And then like you can go into it from there. Yeah, I'll listen to them, see if it's something I can be into for sure. Yeah. They're pretty they're pretty sweet fun. man. Alright, well I'll I guess I'll wrap this up. That's two sides of the story this week. I'm Tom Sides, this has been one side of the story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great week. Live long and prosper. Two of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story. 
on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod. And if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.